So last night we put on a two and a half hour video that was real time the Titanic sinking mm-hmm. like uh, animation. Yep. And at the end of it, um, this pretty silent like dead of night like going into the ocean quiet video. I'm getting kisses from Marco. <laughs> All of a sudden had voices and screaming. And like crying just to add to the effect of the boat sinking under the water. Yeah. You didn't see anybody, but you just heard the horrifying screams. Just, you know, just the sounds of, yeah, exactly. Just 1,500 people dying. (laughs) And um, and then today I got like a message from someone saying, uh, my boyfriend's the one that animated that. (laughs) Someone that follows me. (laughs) So, you know, we're all connected. (laughs) Does it hit an iceberg at the beginning? I don't. I didn't see an iceberg, mm. so... It was just post-iceberg. It was, maybe it was post-iceberg. So mm. just, like, casual things you do on your weeknights. Um, yeah. You know, it's like some people, they watch a little U-log burn on Netflix, and us, we watch the, ne- the Titanic... Two and a half hours of, of real-time <laughs> sinking of the Titanic. We're fucked up. We're a little fucked up. Is it yeah. too soon? Uh, this is Adventures in Roommating. I'm Megan Tonjes. I'm Keith Batista. It's a podcast. We're a couple of, of friends. friends. We also have It takes a about 100 years for shit to be okay. Is that how it works? Yeah. Oh, a- after 100 years, then I can say What was say it, like shit. 1919? I was going to say 1915, 1915? but maybe I'm lying. Ooh, who's going to be right? See, oh, who's going to be right? When did the Titanic 1915 sink? or 1916, I would say. Uh, 1912. God damn. We're both wrong. Both wrong, but I was closer. Wow, much earlier than I thought. Um, yeah, that shit went down. Ooh, I used to watch that movie on VHS. I got to rewatch that shit. Uh, you know, do we need to? I, I, mean, wa- I, guess. I want to. That's yeah. a three. That's a commitment. That might be a multiple night thing we do. <laughs> that that might be. I have to watch it in or thirty like minute, weekend, thirty yeah. minute spurts. I mean, it's so hard once you know how that. I mean, obviously, it's, it's you know a, how it ends. Engaging movie. I mean, it's just a really. You know, it's not perfect by any means, but. No, it's definitely not. James Cameron, man. You know, doing his thing. Um, we're gonna do a BBQ episode today. Oh, yeah. So you guys sent in questions. You want advice from me and Daddy Keith. Mama Tanja's daddy Keith here, ready to school our children um, and to raise you as well as we possibly can from a distance. If you guys, if, if you guys want to send us an email, you can send us one directly at Gmail. I'm sorry, at roommatepod <laughs> at gmail.com. Or if you want to remain anonymous or just do it a different way, you can go to our website, adventuresandroommating.com. Sure. And fill out the <laughs> form you can find out there. Fine there. Margo's like scared of her bed. She thinks it's too high up. She's just checking. She's struggling. This dog learned how to jump up on the couch and then the couch to my bed. So now she runs the fucking house. Yeah, she can't jump up on this little fucking couch. But I think now she thinks that all of them are that high and Uh, that's that's scary. So she's struggling even with this little bed because it's high up. Yeah, get in it, girl. It's a little cat bed. I just like like watching her sometimes. It's a little cat bed, just struggling. I think she's looking for a a specific toy or a I think she wants a bone. She's trying to find it. She like doesn't want to mess anything up. I think she's just scared to get in it. Oh my god, it's so it's so cute. cute. It's so cute. I she's wish just that I could at, just. She's just pawing oh, at. Oh, just she one paw, it. just pulling it out. Get in there, girl. Just jump up in there and what dig. What do you want? You fuck up my blankets all the time, but you don't want to move a goddamn toy. I know. What does she want? Does she want a bone? She's going deep. I think she wants she's like a chewy deep. or something. Yeah. Oh my god, I have to. Are help we just her. gonna the watch mu- her? The, oh, okay. It's literally hurting me. Yeah, I don't. I. What do you want? I want her to figure it out for herself, you know? She ain't going to figure it out because she's Margo. You want that? Yep. Yeah, yep, that's what she wants. Now she's going to put it back. <laughs> oh, I swear to God, Margo, don't you fucking do it. All right, so this first one I think you're going to like. Okay. Subject is, how do I tell my mother-in-law to kindly fuck off? <laughs> oh, she's coming to her pillow. 
Greetings, AIR crew. Air crew. I don't know about all the star sign stuff, so I'll leave it to Megan to figure out who I am, LOL. (laughs) After 27 years of being together, my 27 years of being together, my partner passed unexpectedly while traveling with a friend in Cuba. Oh, fuck. While dealing with all the stuff, wills, insurance, and of course, an unhealthy amount of drinking and mourning, my mother-in-law has been a big challenge. Well, this is not what I thought it would be. Yeah, girl, you you clicked in being like, you're going to love down this. Right away, yeah, girl. Who? God, I can't imagine losing my partner. Yeah, after that long. Especially after that long. Uh, I've had to ha- uh, I have had to get our cabin neighbor, mm-hmm. a lawyer, a lawyer involved to recover his body and oh, death shit. certificate. Oh, okay. God damn. For the last month and a half, I've been stuck in limbo because I can literally do nothing until this happens. Mm. I need to refinance the mortgage, uh, reinsure his truck, and mm. many other details, which I can't do until I have a death certificate. Mm. I can't even access his bank account. Wow. Trust me, I'm eating some struggleberry. That is a nightmare. She is riding my dick mm. and making me feel like shit, partly because I was made, I don't know how to say this word, ex- executor? The executor. Executor, sorry. Executor of the will. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm sure there's some bad blood for that. Why he would make his 85-year-old mother executor seems to escape her. Yeah. Nearly every day I'm getting texts to do stuff like find the necklace she bought in Dubai for him to give it back to her. Mm. What needs to be done at the cabin and such, and then ignoring my advice and having a friend do it, even though I have been re-soldering those pipes back together every spring for 27 years. But you sound like a cancer because you're fixing a lot of shit around the house by yourself, and that's... Part of the problem is that I don't fit the narrative. Not long before we met, he was dating a woman. He was more bi than I am, who had a who had a son, Mark. This is a lot of backstory. For this her. was her dream come true. It was also to be a white picket fence and a E R S A T Z grandson, Ursat's grandson. There might be a typo. Mm. All in one. Trouble was is that both of them were, to put it kindly, not up to the task. Rick is spontaneous, erratic, and happily frustrating to be around. This is me. Yeah, I don't. Right I don't now. know what it sounds like again. Cancer. This. Uh, yeah, I don't know quite what this backstory is for and how that has to do with the mom. Yeah, and they're throwing names out. Okay, you know, that's a lot. doesn't understand that I have that's been doing lot. all the heavy lifting for many years. She yes. even refers to my contributions to the bills okay. as rent. Mm. Bitch, I was working two jobs to keep this home afloat. I deserve more respect than that. How do I tell her to lay off me? Without alienating her. I may need her help in paying for the funeral and such. Mm. Um, okay. I don't even know. There are a few things going on here. First of all, it's her kid, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, if yeah. you're going through it, she's definitely going through it. Mm-hmm. And you never know how that's going to manifest in people. And it kind of sounds like, you know, your partner knew that this person was not someone to put in charge of things, which is why, why they put you in charge of things. Um, but probably didn't expect that to happen as soon as it did or to leave you kind of in the situation that you're in. Um, so I think that there's empathy for the mom for sure, but at the same time, you're the one that's kind of handling everything and dealing with this like very traumatic, unexpected situation. And you're the person that's in the middle of like fixing everything and paying the bills. I, 
okay, my, in my experience, in my family with loss, is that this is a really hard time to come together and have certain conversations because everyone is so into their emotions and so like sure that they are, you know, hurting more than the other person. Um, so, you know, when you're getting these texts from her and you're getting these things, I would just deal with her very like matter of fact, um, you know, not like rush to do things when you're in the middle of something, just like kind of calmly explain or say like, I'm doing this right now, but I will get to it, have some grace with her. But at the same time, understand that like, once you get through this and get past this and she's going to, she is going to in some way be involved with this funeral. I imagine I can't even, you know, I can't imagine that, or if there's life insurance or something like there's gotta be something. I would just come to the agreement that like the two of you are not going to get along right now because of all these other issues that are floating around. But the common goal is to bury this person you both loved. And I would just come to her in some kind of conversation face to face, just like, look, you're going through it. I'm here for you. We both loved this person and let's get through this together and try to build somewhat of a bridge, you know, like you don't have to be enemies through this, Mm. but at the same time, it's important that you also have your personal boundaries. And so she's not willing to play and not willing to whatever, just, you know, don't ice her out completely, but just maintain very strong boundaries so that you're not letting that in while you're in the middle of mourning and dealing with all of this other stuff on top of it. What she thinks about what you were with him or what any of that, it doesn't matter. She's 85 fucking years old. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't, her opinion really doesn't matter about like what it was going on. I would just hold fast to the fact that there's clearly a reason why your partner put you in charge of this. And so don't take any of that to to heart, you know? I was going to say fucker. I mean, that too. <laughs> um, that too, but that's hard. I mean, it's hard when you're, you have to bury this person and that's their no, mom. No, you're right. I, you think, know? I think ultimately you're right. I think ultimately. And then afterwards, by all means, say fuck you, bitch. But like in the meantime. Yeah, like hold it together at least until the burial and, and the, the funeral is all over. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I was going to just piggyback and say like, I mean, I guess Megan was probably the better option where it's just like, just answer matter of factly. Mm-hmm. Don't really get too wrapped up in it. Don't get into the it. emotions. She's don't let her do that. suffering too. Yeah, don't let her and take any of that out. Yeah. You know, that's, that's not easy. No. I get the sense that maybe this person feels like this mother-in-law just doesn't like him mm. because of the, you know, the relationship that her son... Yeah had with the woman with the child with something mm-hmm. that she seems to have preferred over this relationship yeah. with the man well that's and that's you know um, that is what it is but again that's not and other people's opinions of the life that you know you have or had or that i mean it, that was something that she was carrying on while your partner was living so yeah you know that's her thing to deal with. You can't you sitting there regretting why your kid didn't stay with this specific person cuz you would have i mean that's, I mean, you're out of your mind with that. That's that's un, unrealistic. But I um, think what I was going to say mostly is that I'm just a big believer in communicating your feelings, even if it causes a problem, because then at least you're getting it out and mm-hmm. you are addressing a problem that you are having with somebody. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes just ignoring problems and just swallowing it eats at you. Mm-hmm. So I think my only advice would be to tell the grandmother, like, hey, you're, I'm feeling 
mm-hmm. this way because of the way you're saying some things to me mm-hmm. or the way you're doing or I going about some of this stuff is like, I understand you're suffering, mm-hmm. but you have to understand I was with him for 27 years yeah. and I'm also really suffering. Yeah. That would and, be a way to say it. You know, I just hope and wish that we can at least come to some sort of accord and deal with this yeah. in a positive way. You know? I mean, this is what I would say. In this situation, I mean, listen, it'd be hard for me because we know that I would love to burn a bridge and say some shit to someone and I'm not going to, you know, but in this specific situation leading up to it, I would just go to her and I would say, look, um, <laughs> I, lost my train of, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> look, bitch, I got nothing for you. No, <laughs> I would say I'm doing, I would say, <laughs> I would say I'm doing my best right now and we're both suffering, like you said, um, and they loved you, so I love you. So let's go through this together and be there for each other. And all this other stuff that we're fighting over, you're upset. that's little stuff that's we're distracting from what's really going yeah. on. So it, some this might not be the time to like really hash out like full on. Like you can say this makes me feel a certain way when you do this, but like to really get to the root of it, I don't think this is the time personally. I think this is the time to just say, we will get to this. I'm here for you. I'm doing my best. And then make that the boundary. Anything that comes up against that, anything else she has to say, whatever, that's her just in pain throwing things at the wall, you know? And so I think that it's unfortunate that you're in this situation where you have to kind of be aware of that while you're mourning. But um, if you need some encouragement, I would just say that you are, you know, you're doing a really good job right now and you're taking care of things in the way that they need to be taken care of. And the person that you were with trusted you you know, and whatever you do, however this happens, if there's a funeral, if there's not a funeral, if the body, I mean, any of that stuff, you're doing exactly what you need to do and who you were with and who loved you, they're proud of you and they're happy that, you know, that you're doing exactly what they need. So, you know, um, but also like my condolences, cause that is, that's rough. That's really, really rough. Um, I can't imagine. And we're sending love to you. Bringing it real down at the beginning of this episode. Well, girl, you chose it, so... This next one will be a little uh, more upbeat, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, as as upbeat as they get. (laughs) Uh, This subject is Yo WTF. Okay, well... Hello, lovely people. I've written in a few times, but this is a new challenge I'm trying to wrap my head around, and I need astrological queen of the galaxy Megan. Bitch, you need therapy in a journal. <laughs> you write into a podcast multiple times. She needs your, your help with this, I'll Megan. try to help. Okay. She just found out. Oh, no. Uh, I'm sorry. I've just found out my sun sign is Gemini. Mm. And my moon sign is Capricorn. <laughs> what does that even mean? Oh. My birthday is May 21st, so I'm in the cusp of Taurus, Taurus and Gemini for my birth horoscope. Wow. So we got a sun gem, a moon cap, and we on a cusp of a tour. Mm, I wonder what that rising is. Give me like a five-sentence summary of, of this person, girl. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, dig deep in that, that, that mind palace of yours. Well, Geminis are like... <laughs> I fucked some Geminis. Geminis are like... They have a million ideas. They're really social. They can like do... They're like good at everything, but they're also air signs. So they're fucking... You know, they're the people that like once they decide they're kind of done with you, they like they'll ghost your ass. They're done. Mm. Like and they feel nothing about it. Like they're just kind of about themselves. Um, I love a Gemini. The person um, I'm uh, going on a on a date with is a Gemini. And you're a Capricorn. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a ride. Uh That's and not Capricorn, actually the question, but go Capricorn on. Moon is how you process emotions. 
uh, your feelings, which so they I don't. mean, <laughs> I mean, you're not quite an Aquarius, but you know, you're Aquarius ish. Who's um, the least emotional sign? Or the one that like suppresses emotions the most? I would say... Is it a cat? It's close between a Capricorn and Aquarius. Because the thing is like Aquarius, there are emotions, but they're just so... They're like, I can't do that. Like they're running from them constantly. They're running from them constantly. Capricorns are like, I don't like how that feels and I don't like how other people feel that. So... Can we put it in a bullet point list so I can get to it when I have time? Like, they're just very <laughs> compartmentalized. That's yeah, like that's the last good, thing on their list. Um, so, I mean, the way you process emotions is you're probably trying to, you're constantly evaluating things. And I don't necessarily think that a Gemini, Sun, Capricorn, Moon is like a bad combo. I think that like those, they're so different that like maybe they e- they even you out. But if you're not like, if you're fighting either side of that, I just feel like you're probably all over the fucking place. You're like, well, this is what I feel like I should do, but I don't know. I can't. I mean, you might be a mess. Yeah. So continue on. The last time I wrote in, roughly a year ago, yep. I asked advice for a boy that I, I had just dumped mm-hmm. because he did not want to have babies for another 10 odd years. <laughs> and I didn't want to wait. was a Capricorn with its life plan right there. And I didn't want to wait that long. Okay. You may or not remember it. I do remember this one. Uh, following that, I ignored your advice and okay. got back with him okay, good, good. and brushed my feelings of wanting children under the carpet. Oh, okay, I have that go. Well, two weeks ago, <laughs> he ended it without any real reason wow. or explanation. Wow, look, I, I don't know if it was any without any real reason or explanation, but continue. Keith, hearing you talk about your recent separation has helped me a lot. The healing grieving process hurts a lot, but it's yeah. given me the opportunity to do things for myself I wouldn't do before, such yes. as meditate, journal, socialize more, etc. Hell yeah. Thank you both. Big hugs from England. Oh, shit. Oh, that's a nice little happy ending there. Um, You know what? I think you did exactly what you were supposed to do, and mm-hmm. that might have been not listening to us. Yeah, and, sure. you know, that either is a lesson you needed to learn or that was just part of your journey, either one. So I'm glad to hear that you're in a better place and that, you know. So what you're saying is you're single now, girl. <laughs> and you're English. Well, but you got a Capricorn moon, bitch, so yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. What, what, you, what, you, what are you trying to say about Capricorns? You live with one. You like Capricorns. You've openly said how you, you, I do. you vibe well. Nikki, me. I do, but sometimes you guys are just fucking, you're so much. I mean, nobody's perfect, girl. And it's certainly not a Capricorn if it is. <laughs> <laughs> Capricorns think they're perfect. Not as much as Aqu- Aquarius think they're I mean, God. which is always right. That's, that's, that's the difference between perfect and being no, right. No, girl, you y'all know, are girl. just so annoying that no one else wants to fight with you about it. And well, they're just like, okay, we'll let, we'll let you be right. And it's we, fine. we came to the correct conclusion. Oh, God. All right. Well, uh, moving enjoy on. that. <laughs> To our next uh, message. Uh, okay. Subject is care too much. Oh, it's a water sign. Hello, Mama Beeb and Daddy Beeb and Best Beeb Puppy. Okay. My name is Jessica and I'm 23 and an Aries sun. Okay. What's that moon? Virgo rising. What's that moon? Libra moon. Oh. How's that? Ooh, that's like the most positive reaction I've ever seen from you, Tanches. Wait, say it one more time. An Aries sun. Aries sun, Virgo rising, Libra moon. Does that make sense? Oh, well, you know what? It's the Libra moon because Libra Why is that throwing you? No, because I was so sure it was going to be a water sign and it's a fucking air sign, uh, moon. It's a, it's fire, earth, and, and air. Mm. Of all our powers combined, Captain Planet. We almost Planet. got Captain um, Planet, girl. 
it's the Libra moon because Libras, they see everything the way it could be with like for everyone. They want to please everyone. They want everything to be okay for everyone. So they're constantly Mm -hmm. just like trying to like make it all right. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's probably why you care too fucking much. Although Virgos are super insecure, I feel like. So maybe, oh, that's your rising though. What about Aries? Give me an Aries. I mean. Cool? Not cool? Aries. One of the comedians, I believe, was an Aries last night. Aries are, uh, they're just so sure that their way is the way. And, Sounds like a Capricorn. Um, yeah, but <laughs> they don't need they don't need the facts behind it to burn the bridge. They're just like, mm, this doesn't this isn't about me, so it's not right. And then they're out. <laughs> Continue. All right. So I caught feelings for a dude I was screwing, but like not love feelings, but just general I care about you feelings. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how people. <laughs> Not like love feelings, Try but just like, like, I don't know, I'd be sad if you it. died. <laughs> Continue. He lost his job, his apartment, and doesn't take care of himself health-wise. Did he move in? He is depressed, which I don't have a problem with. I have major depressive disorder. Mm. But all he ever talks about is how he doesn't eat or drink water often or sleeps, sleeps too much. He tried to smoke weed to help it, but that didn't work. It wow. honestly made him more complacent with his situation. Okay. When I, oh, that's absolutely true. Um, when I care about someone, I care hard. Oh, God. I hate... Okay, let me stop. Let me stop you right there. Mm-hmm. Because this is Ooh, something... Reminds me of somebody I know. Uh, this is something Scorpio. that I understand as a Scorpio, because yep, we, yep. we literally are like, I feel so deeply, and if you don't <laughs> feel it, you're my enemy. Like, yeah, yeah. like no one cares more than I fucking do. And how dare you not meet me even halfway when I've given this all to you. Now I will shut down and I will shed this life and I will start again. But if your name comes up in conversation, I will tell them every, like we're the devil. Yeah. So I get that. But this is what I'll say. We all got to stop wearing. I, I just care so much as a badge of like honor because a lot of times when we say things like, I just care so deeply, I'm just, no one cares. We're codependent. That's where, that's basically a phrase for I'm codependent. Right. I preface other people's emotions over my own. I'm avoiding whatever's going on with me. And I think I can fix someone or love someone better. And then they'll owe me and they'll love me back. It's codependent. Mm Mm-hmm. So a little manipulative. It's it can be it can be manipulative because when because we'll, we'll use it to it's hold a comparison it. Comparison we'll about how it, much I care versus yeah, how much you care. Look what I did. Mm-hmm. Look what I look where I am. Like why are you? It's like uh we use it. People will use it. I say we people will use it as a people will use it as an excuse as to why they mistreat people, and people will also use it as an excuse as to um, why someone like owes them whatever they think they owe them. So Playing, it's like, just victimy kind of. It can be victimy, yeah. Because when people are like, "I just know," what is the actual line? Uh, when I care about someone, I care hard. When I care about someone, I care hard. Immediately puts you on a on a pedestal of yeah. when I care. It's more than it's more than the average person, and I hate to tell you, it's not. Um, it's yeah. actually just codependence. It's. Well, it's in, okay. So when I care about demon. someone, I care hard. I want to go over his place. Uh, he's staying at his ex's grandma. Fucking weird, which she wrote. Okay. <laughs> and help him at least eat and such. 
Oh, what God. is he? he uh, it's a baby bird like, that make, you found out in the trash? Like, what's happening? It's making my own anxiety skyrocket. Okay. Yep. Uh, currently, so we don't have boundaries. Continue. Currently, I've told him that we can't talk about that stuff. Mm, he, no, that's not going to work. He agreed, but now we hardly talk. I don't want to be mean, a mom to a dude I'm fucking. Do <laughs> I drop him completely, or am I obligated to at least keep in touch to check <laughs> on him? I don't want to be a mom to the person that I'm fucking, but should I check in occasionally, like on scheduled dates, just to make sure that he's all right, and then go over and feed him by mouth? Like, you, you're you want to be a mom? That's Libra. I think you bench. really like this guy, but he clearly has some shit he has to work through. Yes, and you can go about this in a few ways. My preferred way. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear your preferred way. Would be to talk to him mm. and be there for him. Mm. Ooh, with no strings attached? Not no strings attached. No. Be like, if I, you know, attached. what you're going through, I understand is hard and it's difficult, but it is affecting our relationship. They don't have a relationship. They're not dating. They have a relationship. Mm. She, she clearly it. cares about this guy. Yeah, but just because you will it to be doesn't mean it's so. so. Well, her question is do I help him or do I not? And my answer would be. This is one way to do it. One way to be okay. to be there to help him, but not without caveats. And be like, if I don't see you actively taking steps to improve your situation, and I truly do recommend things like meditation or reading books, going to therapy, all those things that he, he should do. Because clearly he's going through some stuff. Mm. And to be staying at his ex's grandma, that, that is also very strange. Um, alternatively, you could drop him completely. Mm-hmm. And let him figure it out on his own. Maybe that is something that he needs. Mm-hmm. Maybe the way to really do that is to, I don't want to say devastate him so much to the point where it actually like fucking wakes him up. I can relate because I feel like that's something I went through similarly. Not that I was in a, a state that he was in, but I clearly was mm-hmm. depressed. I was smoking too much weed. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't really pursuing the things that I wanted to, per- to be mm-hmm. pursuing and, and all that stuff. Um, and so going through what I went through it helped kickstart me into those things. Mm-hmm. So maybe that is something that he needs. But if you're not, again, I was in like a two-year like head you're over heels, at least for me. Situationship. Yeah, you. You have a fuck buddy have that's a depressed. Easier out than, I guess, comparing to myself. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what do you think, okay. Biebs? Uh My advice. I feel like I've gotten harsher as I've gotten older. Like I used to be much more like. Like I, it's like so I, interesting because you gave such really sweet advice about the the old grandma. Yeah, yeah. And the well, death of the but son. here's the thing. But here's the thing. I because I'm giving advice to to this person about a, that's a situation with the situation with the funeral and the and the grandma and the, and the mom. That is someone who is with someone for 27 years. That's their family. They're planning a funeral. There are certain things that like are you know. They're going to have to balance. This is a fuck buddy that you don't love, but you like, who is really going through it, who's struggling on all fronts, and who you... But she cares hard. Mm. (laughs) And you're going to care your... You know what? You know what happens? She does love him. You know what happens when you care hard? She's just in denial. You know what happens when you care hard and you wear that into battle like that? You end up... In a, in a codependent, shitty relationship with someone who you feel like owes you because you spent years with them trying to build them back up. And then, you know. Well, that's the danger of staying with him and trying to help is that, like you were saying earlier, this codependency. What I think is interesting yeah. is that this person set a boundary and then the other person followed the boundary and they're miserable about it. Wait, who, who's which one? 
the Aries said the person who wrote this. The person that wrote this set up a boundary. Said I told him we couldn't talk about that stuff. Yeah. And now we don't talk as much. So he followed the boundary, and now they're like, "But wait, like, but how else oh. can I help?" Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? That to me is very telling. Interesting. Because I didn't read it like that. But yeah, you might yeah. Be right. But I think that that's very telling. Is that you set up a boundary and he followed it? It made you a little bit more distant, and then all of a sudden you weren't as See, looped into it, and you were like anxious about it. I took it as that because she said, "Stop talking about your shit," that he just shut down. You also know what else I think? I think that. How you can't tell someone we're not going to talk about that stuff if you really want to be in a friendship with them and they're going through it. Yeah, I think setting up something like that. I understand that you have the boundary of like it's 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 um it's upping my anxiety. Okay, well that's a you problem, and that's you need to distance yourself and work on your coping mechanisms to be in a friendship with him, if at all. You can't go to someone that's going through it and say, mm, "Don't talk about this stuff anymore if you want me around." And then they stop talking to you, and you're like, "But wait, hold on, how can I fix you?" They clearly that's what they're going through, and they need to talk about. And you're not the person; you just set the boundary. Yeah. So, I think this is a little codependent and a little like looking to save someone. Mm. And I'm gonna tell you. The best thing you can do is if you really care about this person, you need to back off a little bit mm-hmm. and be there as a neutral friend. I'm here for you if you need something. Mm-hmm. I'm here for you if you want to talk. Obviously, within your boundaries of when you know when it's safe yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you should really be fucking this person right now, or like yeah, I think it's I think it's messy. too muddled. Yeah, and I think what's going to end up happening is. There are a few different things that possibly can happen. Either this situation is going to continue on and burn you out so much that it, we're going to get another email about how this has transitioned into something else, kind of, and uh, or he's going to end up living with you, and you're going to be miserable because he's still not dealing with whatever. So yeah, I think that this should be a friend, someone that you care about, not a project. And whatever that means to you, take it, and also realize that you can't save him. You can be there for him. But also, ultimately, you have to really be looking for yourself. And you, you know, Michelle always says, says this on our, our podcast about, like, you don't leave yourself. You're yeah. leaving yourself in yeah, moments yeah. where you're, like, letting your boundaries you down. Fill your and, own cup. and you are not going to be able to help him if you, if you can't, you know, yeah. if you can't be on your own. So. Good luck. Good luck. Would like a follow-up. Would love a follow-up. Um. But yeah, be careful about going to situations and I think setting, like you can set your boundaries, but when you start telling other people like what they need to do and it's unasked for or they don't want to, you just have to accept that some people's lives are going to be what they're going to be and they have to go through their shit. Sometimes yeah. Someone might smoke weed and be depressed for a fucking year or two years or three years and then it goes in whatever direction it goes in. You can't step in front of the bus and stop things that you don't, you don't know what you're playing with. You yeah. can be there for someone, but you can't, you can't insert your will upon other people for what their life should be when clearly you haven't figured out how to harness your own life. So, you know, just be there, be there for them as a, as a kind ear, but do one more. Yeah. Let's do another one. I think this is from a BB or a former BB. Okay. A former BB. Uh, subject is praise for daddy Keith. Uh Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't like the way you said former BB. Am I going to get yelled at? No. What Uh, did I do? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, okay. Let me get there. Goddamn. Uh, in the immortal words of Destiny's Child, oh, no. feel free to say my name. <laughs> <laughs> say my name. This say is my Sean uh, Missamore. 
Oh, missing you more, missing more. Missing you more, missing more. I love Sean. Uh, I do not have a question to pose to Mama Taj's Daddy Keith or her royal cuteness, Baby Margo. Instead, I need to heap. Oh, wow, this is going to suck my own dick. Uh, heap some praise onto oh, Keith. Oh, God. Let me close these <laughs> windows while he's doing it. Close windows? What? Well, well, it's hot in here. I don't want people looking at me. Oh, you mean the blinds? Yes. You know what I meant. I did not. I closed Those the windows. Those are just. <laughs> They were open, weren't they? You could look out of them. They sound like nah, windows girl. to me. <laughs> Sounds like a window. I recently started a new job okay. and made some new casual acquaintances. Eventually, it became clear that these people would or could end up being some fucking great friends. Love it. There's a solid group that uh, hang out often, and somehow I got invited to a few group hangs. I went, and it was okay. Mm. But like Keith, I too suffer from social anxiety. Even though everyone was super nice, and I was slowly getting to know them more... My brain was telling me I was still on the outside and needed to make all of them my best friends ASAP well, mm. so that I could catch up. And real quick, as a side note, when I went out to the show last night, um, okay, you know, I only really knew Zoya. Yeah. And I was really happy to see Darren show up. Love Darren. And so then, of course, Adorian was there and then some other guy, I forget his name, and we all met. And I got really anxious and I was like, fuck, here I am again. Like, I don't really know anybody. Yeah. Zoya is just the social butterfly, right? So she's just Love everywhere, it. right? Um, so I was just like sitting by myself and I was like, don't get upset. Yeah. Stop getting upset. Yeah. If you want to be by yourself alone in a corner, yeah. just be okay with it. It's fine. Yeah. And then eventually, like, like I said, Darren showed up and then we all sort of hung out and, you know, I spoke up when I wanted to speak up and like, I just mm-hmm. wasn't beating myself up over it anymore. Yeah. I'm just shy. I also think we're all like in our late 20s, early 30s now. And yeah. so like... If someone is just on their own in the corner, it's not so much like when you're younger and you're like, what are you doing? What's what's wrong with that? Like, there's mm-hmm. just such a focus on what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. I think we're all just happy to be around each other. And so if people are quiet or they're not, it's, you know, you jump in when you jump in. But I was like being very, very conscious of my feelings. And yeah. like, even before Darren showed up, it, like Zoe was just talking to other people. And so I just, I didn't really know them. Mm-hmm. Rachel Skidmore actually was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she and I know each other, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just sometimes I'm awkward, you know? And, and I just like waved at her. I didn't like go up and say hi or whatever. And, uh, mm. but I was like, just trying to like, you know, I felt that anxiety and I felt that like, fuck, you're being weird. Like stop being whatever. But I yeah. also on top of that, I was exp- like letting it happen rather mm-hmm. than fighting it, which is like what this meditation has been teaching That's me too. That's good. It's just like. Yeah, so. If you go through something and you don't die at the end of it, it's much more yeah. likely that you're not going to be as scared to go through it the next time. And like, I've been also, like, been more social, too. So I've been... Yeah. That was a point where I... We switched off, first, girl. I feel like I'm less social and you're more social now. That was the first time <laughs> since I've been going through the shit I've been going through where I've really felt that social anxiety where, yeah. like... You know, I was telling you I was talking to Uber drivers. I was just like striking up conversations, and yeah. like I realized, oh, I just got to ask questions, you know. And oh, people like, love to be asked questions. Yeah, so it's like so easy once you That's figure the key. some shit out. All right, back to the message. Um, obviously, this messed with my anxiety and the pressure to be. Uh, I'm sorry, the pressure got to be too much, which mm-hmm. caused me to stop hanging out with them. Uh, oh, that sucks. I could tell I was starting to be left out of events, which was fair. Hmm. Something Keith has mentioned on the podcast a few times has always stuck with me. The advice he got from his therapist in college about forcing himself to go out. Mm. Ooh, I don't even remember this. I don't even remember what I decided to was. give it a try. And boy, oh boy, was it scary. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. Last night I was scared. Uh, when I get nervous, I get the poops. So I was dealing <laughs> with that a lot. Dude, me too. I literally, I would take half an emodium when I would go out on dates with girls. <laughs> oh my God. Because I would be shitting myself. Oh, fuck. Not shitting myself, but like I would ha- frequently have to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I also gave myself smaller goals of just connecting with one person during a hangout. Great. That's a great fucking goal. Rather than trying to become everyone's BFFs. Oh, yeah. I love having one person. Uh, all at once. This weekend was the third or fourth hangout I've made myself go to. And honestly, I barely had to force myself this time. And that's, that's it. True. It's like the more you do something, the easier it gets. Yeah. You know? Um, I really wanted to go. And I've worked up a baseline comfort with most of them. So I'm not nearly as anxious as I used to be. The four beers I had on an empty stomach might have helped a little bit. <laughs> there you go. Alcohol does help loosen people up. Don't abuse it, though. Uh, so all this is to say thank you to Keith for sharing his story and the advice he was given. It has helped me out tremendously, and I appreciate it. P.S. Keith, I can tell just by the tone of your voice how much you've changed over the past few months. Mm. You think my tone of my voice has changed? Maybe. Your voice is calmer and slower. You speak with purpose. Mm. You give off more centered and grounded vibe. I'm sorry you had to go through some shit lately, but I'm proud of you for turning that shit into something good for yourself. Oh, you're making me all fucking emotional. Oh, shit. With everlasting love, Sean, missing you more, miss him more. Oh, we miss you, Sean. Come back to us. Come back. Come back. Give, give us your money. Dog. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie? What? Eternal Sunshine? Yeah. Oh, it's one of my favorites. It's been a long time since I saw it. That's a movie that gets me crying. Or just like gets me in my feelings. I remember liking you know? it when I was younger, but I also remember liking a lot of it's things when I was you ha- younger. Like really have to pay attention to. Okay. Well, listen, sassy pants. Miss phone. Should we I, do another one or are we are You know we what, girl? I'm up? just so great at paying attention by the cues and the, and the conversations. I'm just really great at listening to things, mm-hmm. you know? So I can hear what's going on. That's why I love Ooh. going to my room and listening to like episodes of Law & Order, you know? I know what's going we on. We have a relatively short follow-up. Sure. You want to jump into that Let's real go quick? Go for it. Uh, a happy follow-up to episode 237, Don't Let Dick Hold You Back. <laughs> Almost two years ago, you guys answered my question. Two years ago, shit. God damn. Almost two years ago, you guys answered my question in episode 237. I was the girl whose boyfriend was being a little bitch about <laughs> me going on a road trip without him and manifesting his jealousy as manipulation oh, and bitch, abuse. I'm sure I told you to break up. Sorry, I don't have access to the original email. I went on the trip regardless. I was driving down the beautiful Oregon, Oregon coast... Uh, with my friends when I listened to your answer. And when I returned home, he was still being a little bitch, so I broke up with him. Good Ah, for you, girl. I love when you follow my advice. He then put himself through serious therapy for anger management and domestic abuse. Oh, that's great. Uh, While this was all happening, I scored a higher-paying job in a cool city and was able to move into my own apartment. Look what the Lord provides when you let go of the dick. Fuck yeah. (laughs) The hands are open to grab more things like money and joy. It's incredible. Eventually, we started talking again and reconciled. But I insisted on taking things slow and keeping the apartment to myself until I was good and ready. Okay. I got to be an independent bitch for a while and learned a lot through living alone. And eventually I decided to let him move in. I know I've probably just made you guys nervous. (laughs) You made me stressed. But our relationship has never been better. Okay. I can't remember our last fight and cohabitating with him has been a breeze. Okay. He has fully owned up to how shitty he was before and was completely reformed how he communicates his feelings. Mm. We were both laid off from our jobs recently, but we are stronger than ever despite the stress of it all. Hope this wasn't too long. Thank you guys for the time again. Heart Keith, I'm sorry to hear about everything that's happening and I hope you feel better soon. I love this message. Yeah. Because I think it is a beautiful example of how people can go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. And then come back together develop, as better people. change. And that people can change. Yeah. You just have to be willing to work at it. And I think that's most of why people don't. It's just that it's hard. <laughs> you know? Well, I also to think face that... face who you are and have to actually adapt. And I think therapy is a huge benefit to that. I think that 
there's also something to that too of they it ended and they it was over. You know what I'm saying? Like it was over. And so I think the way that you move forward after that, when the bridge is kind of burned, um, you really do have to throw yourself into becoming whoever you're going to be and doing whatever you're going to do. So when you do come back around, if you come back around to each other, you really are like you haven't held on to each other in any kind of way. You are different people. Like it's a different relationship. Yeah. So I think it's absolutely, it's absolutely possible. But, um, you know, I'm still, I'm still, still nervous. Okay. <laughs> just gonna keep an eye out. Give just let us know. Give us an update in like six months. Yeah, let us know. I mean, if he punches you the know, wall or something. I swear to God, if you better keep that at least in your goddamn name <laughs> until we know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm excited for you. Ready to wrap it up, B? I'm ready to wrap it up. Let's, wrap, let's tuck you, them in, girl. We're, we're gonna tuck you in, and we're specifically gonna tuck in our Patreon BBs. These are the BBs that keep this show free as fuck. Uh, for a dollar more per month, free spot. For a dollar more per month, uh, and we super appreciate you your support. You get early episodes, and you get our undying love. Really, mm-hmm. Brett, new Dick Newman. Brett, does it fall off like a lizard's tail? Newman, <laughs> Ricardo. Um, I just ordered food, and I'm so excited for it. Brahas, uh, Sam. It's too much, brother. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Ramirez, and it's time for the tuckening. Dean Downer, Valerie Hasbum, <laughs> Tessa Violet, Daniel Leonard, Teresa Morales, Kyle Eakey. And if I didn't read your name, it's because you're not right with your credit card provider or the Lord. And therefore, you're not right with me. But we still love you. And I'm also going to give a shout out to one a dollar patron. Oh, yeah. Let's do this one. Let's give a shout out to uh, Garrett Mart- Martin. Garrett Martin. What's up? Hi. We appreciate you. Thank you appreciate for your dollar. You. We're going to take that dollar. We're going to split it in half. That's 50 cents each. But then we're going to take out that credit card fee. So probably come in a little bit lower than that. So I can't buy anything with that. You can do a third of our laundry. (laughs) Hell yeah. Wow, Garrett. You just paid for a third of our fucking laundry. Appreciate you. One third of load of laundry. Keeping these panties clean, girl. (laughs) Uh, You can find me, Megan Ton, just on most things. You can find me, Keith, without a crew on Instagram, Keith WA crew on Twitter. And we like you very much. Good night. I love you very much. Good night. Wow, love. Good night. Oh my God, I love the BBs. Wow. We got to end the podcast. I'm a new person. It's done. Your we taste buds are it. different. Yeah, it's over. The journey, the Game <laughs> of Thrones is out. over. So you got to move the, out. Yeah. We, won, we won. It's done. Damn. Wow. This is the last episode of Adventures in Remaining. <laughs> well, it's been real, guys. Good night. And good goodbye. Bye. <laughs>